everyone, and welcome to episode 34 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. On this podcast, we talk about video games and entertainment news and review games and movies that we played or watch over this week. This podcast is the one to listen to as we have all the news on the next-gen consoles this week. No need for a next-gen timer for this podcast, so I'm not going to ask my co-host to tell me how much time is left. <laughs> There's no timers left. We've arrived. We are done. We finally arrived at <laughs> next-gen. Yep. And with my with with me here, my name is Barry and my co-host. Uh, my name is still Craig. And we're going to get into the news. Uh, we don't have a lot just in general, but there's a few things just to get a get a grip on because this is pretty much all about next gen for the yeah. most part. This is almost like a next gen special, if you will. <laughs> but that's because that's the only thing there is to talk about right now. Yep. Uh, so I will say congratulations to anybody that got a hold of these consoles. You're probably in the top. 5% of the human population is what I'm going to say. You guys are literally better than anybody who doesn't have any of these consoles. It's just it's just fact <laughs> at this yep. point. But uh, the day these consoles came out, they both sold out very quickly and barely anybody got a hold of them. And <laughs> so much so to the point that, you know, these consoles in my next news story is they're going for insane amounts of prices. For example, PS5s are being listed at 2000 dollars on ebay up to 1500 and and above as well and i've said it before and i'll say it again because i have no problem saying it scalpers you literally are some of the scum of the earth pretty much <laughs> and, and this and i won't group these two people together but like people who are buying these ps4s and just giving them away i you know i follow people on on social media who have like five of these ps5 consoles and plan on giving it away for tax write-off reasons i'm sorry but you're you're the exact reason as well why nobody can get these consoles correct you know i get that <laughs> you know you're doing these consoles for giveaways but you're also trying to do tax write-offs so it's uh you, you won't catch me with that one as much as you are being <laughs> nice the people who saved money and wanted the console can't get it because you had people you know sitting in either sitting in line or buying online at a moment's notice right not everybody has that power so you know that's that's pretty much how that news kind of starts out for uh other than that alana pierce who's a very uh notable gaming icon i think in this industry uh she left rooster teeth to go ahead and get a job writing for santa monica studio so now she works for sony which is pretty cool you know yeah, it's if, cool a lot of people tend to know Alana Pierce. She was on IGN and hosted their Daily Fix show. Yeah. She was on Rooster... Uh, she went to Rooster Teeth and worked for the Funhouse crew, where she was a part of a bunch of stuff. And now she's getting to write, which I know is like a dream job of hers, from what I understand. So, good for her. And hopefully, um, you know, the, the next God of War, whatever she's writing, is going to blow our minds. So, we'll see what happens. <laughs> it might be a little too late to be writing God of War. Yeah, but she's she's gonna be like, but we could do this instead, and then they'll be like, okay, you're a one. I guess we'll do it. That's true. She could be doing that. Best of luck to her, though. She's come a long way. Yeah, considering that, of uh, you know, she she's been in video games before. I know she was a voice in Gears of War, and she's going to be in Cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. the, you, you know, she she tends to be one of the more notable people that you know tend to be casted, I guess, right. in gaming or have something to do with gaming. So good for her. Yeah, absolutely. On top of that, we now also have problems with the consoles arising, as they always do. If you saw videos of the Xbox smoking, don't, uh, don't, you know, <laughs> it's fake is what yep. I'm going to get at. 
Xbox literally said, you know, they can't believe they have to say it, but don't v- blow vape smoke into your <laughs> into your console, which is how a lot of those, you know, Xbox smoking videos were coming along and becoming popular. And I get it's for a couple clicks, but yeah, you also have people who are worried about their consoles who don't want to get, you know, Red Ring of Death again or something like that. Yeah, there's I saw a couple of those videos. There are some interesting ones, um, and I guess it, it was bound to happen that somebody was going to see the big fan on the top and be like, I wonder what happened if I were to blow vape smoke into it and see if it would come out the top. Um, but yeah, like we had that. There was a couple of videos of like people taking their Xbox and running it over with their car. Not really sure why that's a thing, but I saw a couple of those as well. Again, adding to the fact that like people can't get these consoles and you have morons like this <laughs> out there just buying one just to buy it just to run it over with their car for some views yeah and with the xbox the only thing the only problem that i know is real with the xbox so far is that the disk drive thing is a pretty is a pretty real problem luckily you know you or i haven't experienced that but you know a disk drive when you're actually feeding disk to it is kind of a very finicky and fragile thing so it's never good to kind of rip out your disk before it's done uh ejecting it and it's not good to shove the disc in because you know it's gonna it's gonna destroy the mechanism that actually drags the disc in so in case anybody needs to know don't don't do any of that stuff just be gentle yeah this is (laughs) you you spent a lot of money on this console you want it to work for a while do your best to make sure that it's going to stay that way yeah absolutely and then with the ps5 the only problem i've been hearing is they're having a download queue problem where you go to update a where you go to update a game and it just says st- it's stuck in like downloading in queue so nothing might be downloading and the thing is still like downloading in queue and apparently the only way to fix that as of right now is a factory reset oh good so <laughs> you know a lot of people don't want to do that because you just spend all that time getting stuff onto your console and then to fact have to factory reset it and stuff it's it's a problem i know that's affecting a small amount of people but mm-hmm. You know that's that's how everything goes. This is this is next gen. There were going to be problems that nobody foresaw, apparently, and both consoles seem to have smaller problems. I guess. Yeah, there's always issues with the launch of a new console. I honestly think that these two have been, for the most part, pretty smooth compared to when the Xbox One launched. Like there was a lot of issues with that. Um, the 360 had a lot of issues. I think the PS3 had some, but like it seems pretty minor, which is a good thing. And we have to kind of wait and see a couple months down the line if more, more stuff pops up. But like it's been pretty smooth sailing this first week. Yeah, and that might have something to do with the fact that there weren't as many consoles, sorry, consoles available at launch. Yeah, yeah. So that that might have had something to do with you know testing and making sure that you know I guess consoles were made to the same quality buy a machine something like that you know these yeah. fact these consoles are not made by hand they're made in a factory so it's just a matter of i guess you know if the standard of manufacturing is consistent throughout the way all consoles should be pretty pretty similar and what's yeah. going on with them. i don't think all hope is lost on getting a console i've been noticing that it seems like just about every day they've been popping up for sale so i don't think like my initial thought of they won't be you won't be able to get one before christmas i it may be wrong it definitely seems like they're pushing out uh to try and make sure as many people can get one as possible which is good so i guess just keep hitting that refresh button 
Yeah, or waiting in that Sony queue line. Yeah. It's kind of funny to see sometimes <laughs> when it's like, oh, we're trying to get you in. And it's like, the line's three hours long. <laughs> you know, something like that. Yeah. Best of luck to everybody. Yeah, continue to try to get those consoles and your hard work will be rewarded mm-hmm. one day, I hope. <laughs> one day. <laughs> uh, but other than that, that's all the news we have. Gaming pretty much this week has just been PS5 and Xbox and everything around them so that's why a lot of our news has to deal with the next gen consoles yeah and i will say on just a small note i got an email today uh from gamestop because i have cyberpunk pre-ordered there and Mm -hmm. the email literally said hey done playing cyberpunk traded in for 30 dollars credit so i think somebody (laughs) forgot to switch the date (laughs) i just thought it was kind of funny uh that i got that email i was like hold on a minute did it come out and I and I totally forgot or what happened here? But then I realized it was supposed to be out already. So but just kind of a funny thing that like they didn't catch that. Yeah, that is funny. I never got that email. <laughs> so it, and I, I have mine pre-ordered through them, too. So it might have been just somebody somebody on the corporate line went and accidentally sent you an email that should not have been sent out yet. I should have said, yeah, I'm done playing with it. Give me 30 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> or at least give it to me so I can trade it in. Right. And did you also see uh, they had the gameplay footage between the Xbox One uh, and then the Series X? Yes. Okay. Um, I didn't think there was anything too major to say about it. They looked pretty close to the same, but I think that's because they were both streaming at 1080p and not 4K. Um, I didn't really notice that much of a difference. Did you? No, I have to say I didn't, and I've, I tend not to trust what I see on stream for the most part. Right. But what I will say is I have a feeling that the the bigger difference for this game is going to be in how it performs, not graphically, but more state more stable wise, whether it's a stable 30 or a stable 60 frames a second and how long it takes to either load something or get into a new area or do this or do that. I have a feeling that's where we're going to see the big difference. Yeah. Just like every other game right now, Yeah, <laughs> but it's, I'll say it's coming up, but I will hold my breath because we're about four weeks away right now, I think. And for now, unless it gets pushed. Yep, not a guarantee. (laughs) Yep. But yeah, that's all I had. So I guess we can go into what we were playing. There's quite a bit, right? Yeah, uh, (laughs) there's definitely a lot. This is a very blissful week for gamers, pretty much. You've got a bunch of games. I have both of the consoles and it's and it's great. I'm swapping discs in and out like a madman this past week. (laughs) Yeah, I have to admit I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. So do we want to talk about, um, I think a good one would be Miles Morales. Yeah. Because this one I'm curious about because I I played it on PS4 and you've been playing it on PS5. Yep. Uh, What do you think? How's it look? So, and I'm going to group this together and with the Spider-Man remaster, because both okay. games are very similar, because the Spider-Man remaster also got a lot of the same upgrades that of that the Spider-Man Morales actually has. So it, it's more of a PS5 game, really, than ever before. Mm-hmm. So with, with both games on a PS5, you get the haptic trigger feedback. So I'm, you know, there's some resistance when, you know, you go to swinging around the city and stuff like that and it's it's a very minor thing it's not something i everybody's been talking about how the the new um haptic motors and the like the feedback from the triggers kind of changed the game 
I really don't see it changing me personally, in my opinion of the game. Okay. It's a small detail. And is it cool? I guess. I, I <laughs> <laughs> It's... It's different, but both games load incredibly fast, and I do know that I believe I do know that Miles Morales does take some loading time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take a while, but it has some loading times. But Miles Morales, uh, from what I've played, and I'll say I haven't finished it yet because I've been trying to switch between games so often mm-hmm. uh, the past week. It is. It's definitely one of the the best launch lineup games to have. Yeah. Do do I, I wish it was a 20 hour experience. I wish it was Spider-Man 2. But it's not. This was meant to be a a game that's kind of short. It follows up on the Spider-Man stuff that's left off on on the last game and you get to play as a new Spider-Man and with Into the Spider-Verse and I think this has a lot to do with Into the Spider-Verse's success. Uh, I have a feeling that so many people were very hyped to play Miles Morales, and that was going to be their game for the PS5, because the other one, Demon Souls, mm-hmm. is a completely different spectrum <laughs> of, of gamer right. or fan that likes that. And we'll get into that, too. Yeah, Um. so I, I thought this would be a good one because you're playing it on the PS5, and then I'm playing it on not even a PS4 Pro, just like the base. I have the Uncharted 4 PS4, so it's old at this point. Um. The load times for me weren't bad. Um, the only long load time was the initial one you first turned it on, but they kind of yeah. masked that with Miles being on the subway. So you don't really notice it. Um, I didn't really... I think the first cutscene when you're fighting uh, Rhino, mm-hmm. I think his name, right? Yeah. And uh, one part of that cutscene, there was no floor. Um, but other than that, the game was fine until I got to the end. And when I got near the end of the game, for me, it was like stuttering all over the place. Um, There was like two or three times I just reloaded the checkpoint because it was just like skipping around. Um, I mean, that's to be expected. I have an older PS4 and this was a game. I mean, it's using the same engine that Spider-Man did, but it's more designed for next gen. Um, I still think there's a lot more going on. Right. Uh, I did beat the game. I I didn't do everything, but... I did most of it and I was right around like seven hours to yep. to beat everything. So definitely not a long game. It is a short experience. I want to say there's only like, like what, seven or eight main missions. If that it's, it's real, it's real, uh, compact and it works for what it is. I in, enjoy playing as miles Morales more than regular Spider-Man just because he has like different powers that uh, Peter Parker doesn't have that make it more fun to like the combat's more fun. Um, I enjoy the doing tricks while you're swinging, but like after a while I just kind of stopped doing it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I know they made like a big point to be like, it gives you XP and it fills your meters and that's cool. But like, I just have so much fun swinging around and like how fast you go (laughs) is crazy. Um, But yeah, it, it, not much has changed gameplay wise, right? You have your main missions, you have your side missions, you have your crimes. Um, they added in the Spider-Man app, which was kind of cool where you pick uh, different side yeah. missions to do that. I thought that was interesting. Um, the story was very, very good. I was a little nervous when I started because I was like, oh, we don't have like a major Spider-Man villain in this game, really. Um, yeah. And I didn't know if that was going to work, but it did. The uh, ending of the game without getting into spoilers, I thought was fantastic. 
Okay, um, I'm excited. Yeah. So all that being said, like, you know, it's set up as Spider-Man is going away with Mary Jane for a couple weeks, going overseas, and he's leaving Miles in charge. Um, and then he, you know, at the end, they kind of meet back up again. And it does make me a little curious as to how they do the next game. Like if they just split it between the two of them and have you play both characters, I would assume that's what they would do. I don't think they would just completely cut out Peter Parker. Uh, yeah. But man, I had a ton of fun with it. I I didn't think that it was too short. Now, if this was like a $60 game, I probably would be a little upset because it definitely doesn't feel like a full game, but it's the same thing as the Uncharted Lost Legacy when that came out. Like $40 or $50 or whatever it was is fair for the amount of time you're going to get out of it. And I feel like any longer, like if they would have tried to pad it with more side missions, it would have just been kind of pointless. So they kept it real tight, real concise, and it works really, really well. So I think it's probably going to end up somewhere on my top 10 for the year. I really, really liked it. So um, 100% uh, hands down a great game. I think when I get a PS5, I'll probably play through it again just to see what it looks like. And I'll probably play through the Spider-Man remaster too, but yeah, I had a ton you, of fun. If you could find it. Yeah. yeah. I know I know a lot of I was really surprised to hear that the Ultimate Edition mm -hmm. of, of Spider-Man where you get both Miles Morales and the original have been kind of sold out ever since they first came out. So I'm interested to see if <clears throat> Yeah. if they decide to bring to, you know, maybe bring the remaster out on its own or if they continue to come out with the Miles Morales version bundled yeah. with it because it's but both of them are really good. And what I do have to say is that th there is a difference visually, at least I do believe there is a difference visually between the remaster and Miles Morales. OK, and that might be because of the ray tracing going on and M MKBHD, a very popular YouTuber, has kind of gone on and he re also reviews tech has kind of gone on about the difference mm -hmm. between performance mode and latent and um and fidelity mode which is performance is when you're running the game at pretty much 4k 60 frames a second fidelity mode is 4k 30 frames a second but with ray tracing turned on so and that's what i've primarily played miles okay. morales in so far and there is a difference between what what kind of goes on uh the ray tracing brings a whole like different space to lighting and allows you to really have realistic lighting no matter where you're shooting or um where you're in the game and all of like the bit the window buildings have like super realistic reflections and it reflects light and it also does a really good job with new york and christmas time which is awesome i love new york during christmas time yeah. and swinging around that city like i enjoy Maz morales more just because it's it's snowing. It's super pretty. And Miles Morales is it. There's not too many games that are optimized specifically for PS5, but this is a game that you absolutely buy. And if you have a PS4 Pro, and I've been telling, you know, my other friends this, just get Miles Morales for your current PlayStation, whether it's a PS4 Pro or a PS4, because this game still deserves to be played. Yeah, no matter absolutely. What. Yep. Yep. I mean, like I said, I'll play through it again when I get to PS5, but like I enjoyed the story. Um, so I'm glad I at least had the chance to play and everybody else has the chance to play, even if you couldn't get a PS five, but it makes sense that that bundle would be sold out because your options are pretty much that and, and, uh, demon souls. And if you're not into that, you're probably going to go Spider-Man. 
Yeah, and you also still have a, a, a gigantic back catalog right. of PS4 games because this to both consoles, uh, you know, previous generation stuff working means a lot, at least more for the Xbox than the PlayStation. But that's not something to get into. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Remastered, Miles Morales, any of the versions, get get your hands on them. They're both fantastic and they're both a lot of fun. I will say the reason I didn't get into more of Miles Morales is because I'm currently replaying the remaster and I'm having fun with it. <laughs> like the game still has a lot of nuance and fun and the new face model. I'm not sure why people are so picky about it. Like it grew on me really quickly. Like they both face models, you know, were good. And sometimes when I'm playing the remaster, I do like when I hear his voice, Peter Parker's voice, I do see his old model. <laughs> yeah occasionally which is kind of weird it's kind of stuck in my head but i i don't hate it they're both you know they were both good models and they did this one for a reason so just trust the developer to know what they're doing yeah absolutely uh what else did you play give me so that, give me that demon souls yeah i was gonna say you mentioned demon souls <laughs> i'm gonna go right into it now right. demon souls is a dark souls game and if you don't know much about it demon souls is the first dark souls game that they ever tried making demon souls came out originally on the ps3 it was not a very popular game well it's kind of hard to say whether it was popular or not but it was a game that first introduced the you know the the game is hard and you have to get good yep. you know pretty much the game the game does not hold your hand in a lot of ways and this demon souls remaster like was handled with the utmost care this game is so much fun and it is so freaking hard <laughs> at the same time and the game is super pretty like it is such a beautiful game for ps5 as well and there's a reason why demon souls remaster is only available on ps5 you can't get demon souls for ps4 or ps4 pro it doesn't matter you can't you can't get it it has to be for ps5 if you're looking to play it and demon demon souls is awesome uh the they do a lot of things like they remastered the game in a lot of ways that kept all the new stuff while adding you know better quality of life improvements to it because in demon souls some of the harder bosses you could kind of cheese whether you just shot them with an arrow and never got close to them mm -hmm. well now that boss heals itself so it's <laughs> kind of it's adding a new dimension while making the game harder it just it, it also makes it i think fair okay. to, to everybody and the the game is just so much fun i you know i i've died a lot you know i love the demon souls games i love bloodborne i love all those types of games and demon souls was the hardest for me and i still find myself uh you know having difficulties with this game sometimes uh the only thing i will say is it has crashed my ps5 twice <laughs> okay um it's just like while while transitioning from and in this game, you have a hub world and you travel to other worlds while traveling back to the hub world. My game has just stopped and crashed. And, you know, I send, you know, I when it does that, the PS4 goes, hey, can we send this up to Sony and that kind of thing? And I send it up. I don't know how much it actually helps, but I do it. Right. Uh, but Demon Souls is I, I can't stop, you know, telling you guys, you know, it is such a good game. It is so much fun. But in a lot of ways how hard this game is is going to turn a lot of people off and if you're and this is and if this is your first dark souls game your first one is always going to be your hardest so this game is it's going to do one of two things it's either going to make you really frustrated and it's going to make you quit 
or you're gonna or or you're gonna you know get used to it and you're gonna be able to uh, succeed and excel and with that the internet is more helpful now than ever especially if you need help with bosses they'll give you tips and that kind of thing but most of these bosses there isn't just a a very you know a cookie cutter way to do it there's multiple things you have to take into account and it's up to you in order to dodge their moves it's not something where you know it's oh this is where he turns to this phase and this is what you need to do the entire time no it's something that you know it's up to the it's up to the individual to to get good and <laughs> Uh, and Demon Souls is it, it's really good in a lot of ways, and it is it is a very very good looking game. On top okay. of that, yeah, that, to me that just stands out as like the one true next gen game so far. So I'm glad it it's running fairly well <laughs> and looks <Yeah>. good. <laughs> yeah, and with that as well, one thing I will say is like the this game is like super set up when you first transport into a world with like these gigantic, like wonderful vistas that you can see. Mm-hmm. It's, it was super awesome when you get loaded into the first world and you can kind of just take your camera and look around and you can kind of, and you can see the detail in everything that you can see around you. It, it it's pretty nuts. And they do a little bit with the controller to where, you know, if, if you're getting shot by an arrow and it whizzes past your head, the speaker and the controller will you know make the arrow swooshing by your head sound kind of thing it's it's sort of weird but <laughs> and then on top of that like if you hit uh like if you're swinging around your weapon and you hit a side of a wall if you if your weapon hits the right side the right side of your controller vibrates if you hit the left side the left side of the controller vibrates and if you hit like the front of a wall like a dead end sort of thing mm-hmm. the controller vibrates on the front of the controller so it's it's little things that everybody says that kind of brings the immersion into the game and makes it more, you know, immerses the gamer in the world a bit more. It's it's a very little thing for me, and I really don't think it changes up the game that much, but this game doesn't need a lot of changing. It's okay. just, it really is that good. It is such a good game. Cool. Um, So I did get some more time with NBA, so I figured yeah. I'd bring that up too since you played it some last week. Yeah. Um, it did finish installing finally. So I did get a chance to play it. I started, you know, my career and it's nobody's fault, but my own that I didn't pay attention and didn't realize that my, 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 uh, created character would not carry over from last gen. So that was kind of a bummer, um, that I lost my hundred thousand VC, but they did give, uh, give you another hundred thousand VC. So I didn't really lose anything. Um, but I did have to start over with that whole, intro which is a whole bunch of cutscenes that you can skip but <laughs> man it uh it looks good um it plays pretty much the same as far as i can tell i know they said they changed some of the movement to make it more realistic haven't really noticed that um but it like it looks a lot better in particular i noticed like the crowd and like the coaches look 10 times better than they did on last gen um on the last gen one like all the coaches since i like enjoy basketball so much i know what the coaches are supposed to look like and none of them look right on last gen and it's nice that they look right now i saw a picture of uh lebron james and the fact that on next gen you can see where his hair implants are (laughs) which is kind of cool so like you can tell that a lot of time and went into the details in this game the courts are super shiny which you know next gen always means more shiny objects yeah, so, more sweat and shine. Yeah, sweat and shine can show off the next gen. So um, 
it seems to play the exact same, but it looks better. So I, you know, I'm happy with it. It's a game that I, you know, go back to from time to time. I, I don't definitely don't put as much time into it as I used to, but I'm glad that it, it looks good and it wasn't a next gen sports game that was kind of cashed in. I'm looking at you, Madden. Uh, <laughs> Madden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been, I've been having fun with it. So if you're looking for a sports game, I think this is the one to get this year for next gen for sure. Um, unless you just hate basketball, but you know, Madden and FIFA are there, but they're not like a true next gen upgrade. So I've been happy so far. Yeah. I, I have to say the same thing. You know, Madden, Madden is really good. It's kind of the first next gen game where we've kind of seen the developer go, okay, you know, the last gen's going to take a hit, but mm-hmm. this generation's going to do the next gen is going to do even better at, you know, at everything that the last gen one doesn't. And, you, you know, NBA does a really good job of just doing, I think, everything right. And I was playing Madden today before I was on the podcast, mm-hmm. and I just kept comparing it to thing to, to NBA because the things like the on-court presentation, the commentary, the crowd, like everything is so much more presentable in in the next gen version of nba mm-hmm. and e- even with small things you know when players you know go to at the end of the game go to you know talk to the other team shake the coach's hand or that kind of thing where in madden like and it's been three years of the same thing you know all it does is the coach is the you know it cuts to the losing coach shaking their head <laughs> and then shows you the score it doesn't even go to you know in real football where the game is over and everybody kind of rushes onto the field, they shake hands, you know, players talk to each other. That's something that adds more into the game where Madden hasn't done that at all. Yeah. That's kind of an epiphany that came to me today where it's like, Oh, (laughs) you know, they're, and I get, we don't get to see as much of the uh, NBA has always put a, has always put everything together in such a way where you get to see the, court dancers at mb in nba games you get to see the math got a lot more they get to interact with the crowd and that kind of thing because everybody is so close in in basketball you know you're pretty much in a very tight room with you know a very small section of the floor for the for the actual game but you know it's it's things like that that madden just needs to do better you know the presentation needs to you know needs to do more even like and it's not that hard to do i'm pretty sure but like even if you were to do something where it's like the sunday night football games and i i even miss when the when it would do the starting lineups and players would go you know number 64 uh vince wilfork and then he says what college he went to or something yeah like it's it's that kind of presentation that madden has just never done or never put the time into so that's what Madden needs to do next. You know, everybody got so upset with Madden and I'm sorry, this is turning into a Madden rant, <laughs> but um, you know, everybody was so upset with Madden this year because they're, they're not changing anything. They're not doing what NBA is doing. And that's why, and that's why, you know, EA is looking to maybe try to write the shit when it comes to that stuff, because everybody has this high bar of how, you know, how real how realistic their sports game want to be and nba is pretty much the prime pinnacle right now Mm -hmm. of what these games should be and what we expect out of these games despite and nba you know the microtransaction part nba is not void of there's so many microtransactions nba it's ridiculous yeah i don't want i don't want people to think that 
uh, 2K is a saint here because there's a lot that they're doing that is pretty scummy as well. <laughs> and, and that's why I want to mention that yeah. because, you know, I'm praising NBA, but NBA also has 2K also has its thing with microtransactions. It's all very, very, you know, scummy and ridiculous. Yep. But all the sports games do that. And as much as a lot of us hate it, it's a world we have to live in and deal with because people don't stop buying it. If people wouldn't buy <laughs> Correct. it. If people would stop buying that stuff, they might not go as crazy with it, but it makes them so much money. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So EA needs to do something with the with the Madden license and blow us away next generation. Uh, yep. Th- that That's what they need to do to save, I think, a lot of the fans of the NBA for, of the uh, NFL franchise games. Yep. I think like I'm willing to give EA a pass on the next gen version this year, but like I think two things need to happen for them next year. They need to come out with Madden and FIFA and NHL need to come out and wow us with next gen next year. And they also need to just kind of hammer it home next year. They need to bring out college football again. And then I think we'll, we'll be fine. I know they've been working on that for a while. They're trying to figure out like, you know, how you pay the college athletes, but it's, it's time and we need that. And I would be all over that day one if they were just built. Yeah, (laughs) I think a lot of people would be. And if they and if and if next gen can do it right, especially with like Sony and like the 3D audio stuff they have, which does work pretty well. We'll get into that later. Uh, If they can. And for us who are kind of state college natives in a lot of way, if Mm -hmm. they can nail what a whiteout kind of feels like it sounds like, man, oh. (laughs) <laughs> I, I would uh, I would be playing whiteout games every day at that point. Uh, I, yeah. I would never stop playing NCAA. It'd be the game that I never, never stop playing or put down. Yep. I same here. I would put so much time and so many hours into that, man, it would be ridiculous. I, I feel like we've been waiting my entire lifetime for college football games to come back. I know it hasn't been that long when you think about it. I think it was like 2015 was the last one, but it were due and like, now's the time so make it happen yeah let's go yeah you know they it's time for them to show up with all the money they make off yep. all their games yep so what else did you play uh we can go ahead and talk about uh call of duty black ops cold war because i know okay. we both played that one as well yep with call of duty black ops cold war we're both playing on xbox so we can't tell you about the onslaught mode because that's something that's uh on ps on playstation exclusively right. for an entire year which at that point it really doesn't even matter because we're already be on to the next call of duty <laughs> correct <laughs> of call of duty black ops cold war i I've, i'm having fun with we played multiplayer together it wasn't there were some issues but not a lot mm-hmm. and it is a fun game the the zombies i did end up trying on my own and it okay. wasn't a lot of fun because i've got no idea what's going on and but that's because also like zombies is a mode you play with your friends. You don't just play with a bunch of randoms a lot yep. of the time. But Call of Duty Cold War, I, I have to say, I get this was supposed to be a next like the next gen version, mm-hmm. but I feel like this game didn't blow me away as much as, you know, I thought a next gen Call of Duty would. Okay. Because I, I feel like in a lot of ways this game kinda uh kind of just looks a little bit better than modern warfare and i get that the modern warfare game was really hard to follow up considering how popular uh, how popular and crazy it was but so far and i need to get farther into campaign but so far i, I like black ops cold war i just it didn't give me the wow factor that i i haven't experienced that yet okay um i think as far as a single player campaign goes 
uh, it it holds up the standard of a Call of Duty campaign where it's just crazy, you know, action set piece after crazy action set piece. Um, I think it looks fantastic on next gen. Um, you know, like the lighting and like the character models are crazy. Um, that character model for uh, Reagan yeah. is, is insane. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm having a ton of fun with the campaign. I think it's fun. I still think the Modern Warfare campaign last year was better. Oh, I uh, think so too. For, but yeah. that's like a high bar. Like that that game is like out of, is is standing alone, and I think it will for a while. But I'm having fun with the single player campaign. It's definitely like if you want a shooter, and there isn't too many options. Like if you want a shooter that looks next gen, this is your shooter. Just play through this campaign. Um, the multiplayer is okay. I feel like it's uh. It might be missing some things like there's only like eight maps, I think. Um, so it seems like you play the same maps all the time. Yeah. Uh, I don't I haven't really had any technical issues other than uh, the one scope that I use on my gun, like has a habit when I zoom in, when it's coming back from zooming in, like when it's zooming out, my game like skips and it's <laughs> like every single time. So I don't know if that's a known issue or not, but I've been having that issue and I switched the site and it was fine. So I don't know if it's just something with that site or what. Um, yeah, multiplayer didn't really change. It's the same. Um, and obviously Warzone is still there, which is the same Warzone from Modern Warfare. They're just slowly adding in stuff from Cold War. And I think that officially starts next month in December. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's like blowing it out of the water right now. The campaign is fun. Uh, if you want to play through that, you'll have a good time with it. But the multiplayer is just kind of more the same. So I'm sure I'll be playing the multiplayer a lot because that's just what I do. I always end up just going back to that and just putting hours into it and not really knowing why I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I know I'm going to put a ton of time into it. But yeah, it's it's nothing extremely special, really. It's just more of the same. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you there. I, I feel like in order for them to kind of make a splash again with like multiplayer, I feel like they're going to have to take away the customization with the guns that mm -hmm. like we now have. Because one thing I will say is if you is if you didn't know the the choice of your choice of gun and the amount of accessories that every single gun has, like, yes, it adds a lot of customization to it. It's also can be overwhelming. Yeah. For a lot of people who just go, oh my God, like there's 17 different sites. Why do I need 17 <laughs> different sites? Yep. And for a lot of people, they really like the gunsmith. I just think that if we're, if we're looking to shake up multiplayer again, the way kind of modern warfare, you know, last year did it with the gunsmith, they need to sort of start taking away all your options. And, you know, we don't need 17 sites for a gun. If you look at the numbers, there's probably a, you know, a large percentage of sites that are used over other ones because mm -hmm. they're just generally overall better. So yeah, that there's like be there's like five or six red dot sites that all look the same. So like yeah. we don't need all of those. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's just that kind of thing that I think they're gonna have to work work on and then with that we're gonna get maybe some more changes to multiplayer. Yeah. But it you know Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is a Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is the best way I can describe it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it does a pretty okay job of following up you know, the Modern Warfare kind of reboot because 
you know, one thing that Modern Warfare does has done better is made us care for the characters in their campaign, where I can name almost every single character that you have, you know, attachment with in Modern Warfare. Really, the only one you tend to get to know in Black Ops is Alex Mason. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's something that's something to mention there, just because it's I'm interested to see what next year brings, because I'm. Next year's Call of Duty, isn't it being made by Infinity War again? Yeah, um, yeah, because, yeah. Because the Raven Studio ended up just working, or whatever, Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer, uh, yeah. Yeah, Sledgehammer, and I I don't think they're doing as well with new Call of Duty as <laughs> everybody wanted. So, you know, if, if you're looking for a shooter, Black Ops Cold War is definitely the place to start, and yeah. really kind of the only place. It is it, thinking about it. That is pretty much the only shooter right now, right? That's like yeah. next gen. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a first person shooter without yeah. a doubt. There's, there's no, no battlefield. Action. There's none of that. Yeah. There's no, what's the pinnacle game for Xbox that was supposed to come out with the system and is in the box. Halo. The box. Oh yeah. That, yeah. That <laughs> game actually isn't available at launch. It's crazy. Right. Yep. Yep. And who knows when that game's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We may never see it at this point. <laughs> that's the one i'm kind of i'm i'm still super curious about like they at this point it can't just come out and be another halo game it has to blow us away it has to look fantastic it has to push the hardware and just be like man next gen is here but i don't know if it's gonna do that i guess we wait and see <laughs> yeah did you play anything else uh yeah i got okay. <laughs> I, I got a list here so nice I'll go into the next one for me, which is going to be Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm -hmm. And I'm playing that on Xbox and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm really enjoying the game. I'm not as overwhelmed as I am with Odyssey. When you first start up Assassin's Creed Odyssey and you look at the map, it's kind of like, oh my God, this place is huge. Like it's (laughs) kind of nuts how big Odyssey was. As of right now, I don't feel as overwhelmed with Valhalla because I think it's it start it you start on a small map, you get to slightly larger, and you'll probably get to an even bigger map later. But you know, Assassin's Creed Val- Valhalla does a lot of things right. Uh, it does like loot a lot better. There's not seventeen hundred types of different loot. You know, there's they want you to slowly gain loot and then upgrade that loot instead of just throwing away you know oh this thing's a level under time to throw that away and get this instead mm-hmm. and valhalla in a lot of ways is good it's it's a pretty it, i think it's a pretty game i do admit there is some like loading textures that kind of happen last minute kind of poppins with it okay and one thing that i do have to say is the beginning of assassin's creed valhalla is very confusing <laughs> um i i don't i guess i don't know i don't want to spoil much with it but there's this one point where you're going to kill an enemy and in Assassin's Creed style, there's kind of this like third dimension where you, where you kill this person mm-hmm. and it's, it's very cut back because usually you get to see the kill happen. And this time it didn't, I got the boss like down to a very low level. And when I went to hit him, the camera just randomly abrupted into a cutscene kind of like how bright memory um did that last week so it was really jarring and at the end of it i just didn't understand what was going on and maybe it'll get explained later i mean i think i'm a good decent amount of time into valhalla and with that it's also continuing kind of the 
current world events that uh, it shifts between whether you're in the Animus or you come into current day and you switch back between Valhalla or Viking era. And as of right now, the, the game's a lot of fun. I think it's I think it's pretty good. There is audio weird audio bugs that I've been mentioning where when people say something, their lips aren't moving correctly, like they're saying something different or the subtitles themselves are like a full sentence behind or a full sentence ahead. Okay. So in a lot of ways, Valhalla does a lot of things right, but it's also kind of a pretty buggy game. Nowhere near like Fallout, Bethesda type buggy, but it th- there is some issues that I, I do hope get patched out eventually. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I still want to try it. I just it's it's the game that kind of got sacrificed because there's so many games right now. I was like, I'll get to it probably sometime early next year is what I'm thinking. Um so I very early impressions, but I did start Yakuza Like a Dragon, um, which is one of the other millions of games that came out with the new consoles. Even though it's not a new game, it's been out in Japan for since the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I thoroughly enjoy the Yakuza games quite a bit. Um, I think they're hilarious. They're just weird. Um, I have a good good amount of fun with them. Uh, the story is usually pretty entertaining. This one kind of throws you for a loop here because we're going to turn-based style combat instead of just like an open world brawler. But I think it works pretty well. Uh, the main character, the reason it's a turn-based is because he's obsessed with Dragon Quest. <laughs> Which is funny because uh, that, you know, a game would mention another game as many times as it does. But he's obsessed with Dragon Quest. Therefore, all his fights are turn-based because that's just what he likes. Um, so they have a, like an explanation for it. But other than that, like this is the same style of game it's always been. You're in a city, you're running around doing missions. You can still go into the convenience stores and buy weird stuff. You can still go to the arcades and do claw machines, which is really all I want from these games. But uh, it's been good. I, I went back and forth between like the English dub version, the Japanese dub version. And for once in this game, the English dub version, the lips actually match when they're talking, which is great. Because usually I just leave it on uh, Japanese because it's frustrating to try to listen to it uh you know english dub but i guess that's i would be used to that if i watched anime maybe um but i don't so like it throws me off but early impressions it seems pretty good if you like these this series of games you'll like it if you don't like these i don't think there's really anything there to draw you in it's just more of the same but turn-based so it's been a nice little break between watchdogs and call of duty and nba to throw this in for a little bit and do some missions so definitely check that out if you're into that yeah, like uh, that game seems like it's more up my alley with being turn-based, but yeah. they never got into the Yakuza games, and I feel like the way and how insane they sometimes are kind of turns me <laughs> off from trying to play yeah. them. Yeah, they're they're over the top, completely over the top. <laughs> yeah, you have to you have to go into those games with the mindset that they're gonna do over the top stuff, and you have to be okay with it. If you're not like you're going to bounce so hard off of these games. Like you won't even make it 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say, try it. If you've never tried one, like this is probably a good one to give a shot, but I I'm not going to guarantee that you're going to, it's going to land with you. You may bounce off after the first intro video, which is like a good 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's all I played. So it it all goes back to you for your insanely long list. Okay. uh, (laughs) So next up I'm, 
I needed to try one of the games that was optimized for Series X or S. So I went ahead and started playing Forza again. Because mm-hmm. I love Forza Horizon. Like, if, if you guys don't already know, that game is the best racing game that I have. Like, it, if you're looking for a current-gen racing game, you play Forza Horizon. Like, it's yep. just not how good this game is. And uh, I do think that the the upgraded version does merit itself pretty well. One, the load times are better, which I never had too many problems with waiting for a load time because usually I'm just playing on my tablet or playing on my phone mm-hmm. when when it's going on, so I don't tend to mind load times too much. But the the upgrade from 30 frames to 60 frames a second I think is pretty drastic. When I first booted up uh, Forza Horizon... And I just started driving around at high speeds. It looks so much better. Really? With it, yeah. I and I just and that's what I personally think. And because I I wanted to see whether or not the next gen games that are optimized are kind of even worth diving back into. Mm-hmm. And I think Forza is one of those games that merits you going back and playing again uh, because it does do a decent amount better and does do a lot does do a lot more to improve the game to where if you stopped playing it, you could play it again and it'd feel pretty new, I'd say. Cause, and I think that's what they're going for. I think they're trying to do these upgraded versions of Xbox One games because they're meant to, one, perform better, and two, almost feel like a newer game and a different experience, which is what I think they should be doing. Okay. Yeah, I guess that... That those extra frames just make it super buttery smooth, huh? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's kind of hard to explain it, but driving around at like high speeds, things tend to be blurry, or mm-hmm. it tends to like blur the trees, like because you're flying at them at such a high speed. Where if the the extra frames really kind of make it seem like you're going fast, and you can still see everything pretty clearly. Okay. So it's, it's it's a it's a fun time and Forza Horizon definitely deserves back and I'm going to continue playing that game because its quality of life performances are that good. And I will say they also they also added like a couple more damage details to the to the cars cuz like now like when I did my first race you can actually lose your license plate like it just will pop off if you do too much like damage to the car, which is something that I'm pretty sure you didn't get to do in the of uh, like non-optimized versions okay cool you'll have to i know we were talking about it before but i do want to at least download it and give it a shot um because but there's just so many games right now <laughs> yeah no I, and i completely agree i just wanted yep. to keep switching to try out as many games as possible mm-hmm. and with the ps5 and the xbox games now talked about i'm going to talk about the game that everybody's been waiting for <laughs> it's not I guess it is on PlayStation, but it's not on Xbox, but it is on Switch. It's Kingdom Hearts Memory of Melody. I know. <laughs> yes, game of the I, year. I know you're all sitting on the edge of your seat <laughs> waiting for me to talk about this game. It's it, it's a fun game. Uh, I've I really like rhythm games as we've talked about on the channel. You know, Craig and I love Rock Band. We love DJ Hero. We love Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to love Fuse or I'm going to be completely honest, but memory of melody kingdom arts has such a has such a good soundtrack no matter what game you're listening to they you know there are memorable songs that when you go back to them you're kind of like oh i remember this song and you know kingdom hearts is has such has such good music selection and 
now you get to interact with that music just on a different level by kind of playing in a in a rhythm game based way now i'm not at a part where it starts to affect kind of the current events that are going on with kingdom hearts lore which i could probably explain that in like a three-hour podcast (laughs) maybe i'm stretching probably it would need four but nevertheless uh the game just kind of boots up and throws you into its world tour mode which is its story mode as well where you're playing through all of these songs and at certain points you get cut scenes and updates about where you are in the game and it's Kyrie telling these moments so it's it's different and it's uh it but it is it is a good game you know i'm having a lot of fun with the rhythm stuff the game is challenging i'm playing through it on proud which is its highest difficulty i just decided i'm not going to bother with the slower stuff so I'm, I'm going to continue playing it, but this game's a lot of fun, and I, I actually won't be – it's not a top five. Let me be very clear. It's not going to be a top five in my game of the year, okay. but it, de- it definitely could crack the bottom half of it because it because it's such a personal game to me. And I get not everybody likes the whole convoluted storyline of what Kingdom Hearts has, but um, there's no doubt that if you listen to the music, you're going to think it's great because the, the music itself is good. And let it be known that – Barry bought both PS4 and Switch. Yes. yes <laughs> the same I, game twice. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and I don't regret it. Like, not at all. But one thing, if I did have to recommend you mm-hmm. you purchase it for a console, I would say definitely purchase it for Switch. Okay. I think the, I think the on-the-go kind of um, aspect to this game will definitely kind of make it so you're consistently having more fun with this game than you would be on PlayStation. Like... I could see on the PlayStation the controls being a bit more responsive because I'm going to be honest, like the the Sony and the Xbox controllers do tend to have kind of an upper tier to where the Nintendo controllers, especially if you're playing on Joy-Cons, are going to, you're going to feel like you hit a note and then the thing's going to tell you you didn't. So it, you know, you could get an extra responsiveness, but the on the go aspect of this game is definitely worth it to get it on Switch. Okay. Interesting. I will probably still play it at some point, but I don't know. I'm, it's not as high on my priorities as it is on yours, obviously, since you bought it twice. <laughs> no, yeah, and and it shouldn't it shouldn't be on on everybody's high list, but it's mm-hmm. um, but but it's a rhythm game, and this is this is something I've been waiting on for. And anything Kingdom Hearts, unfortunately, I'm probably going to buy all copies of. And <laughs> let it be known as well, I didn't buy two copies of Kingdom Hearts three. I only have the one for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I feel like that redeems myself a little bit after you kind of <laughs> calling me out and saying I bought the game for both systems. Which yeah. I did. And yeah, also, I also on a side note of games that you're obsessed with, I just want to throw out there quickly that Persona 5 Royal Edition is like dirt cheap right now. Yeah. Like if, dirt, dirt cheap. Yeah. If, if you haven't played Persona 5 Royal and like both Personas are really good, just play Persona 5 Royal if you can. Yeah. Uh, they're, super good game and if you can grab the steelbook which seems to still be very available right now the steelbook like looks good like the steelbook of the game looks looks pretty fancy and and that kind of stuff so you know thanks for thanks for giving me a moment on a pedestal to talk about (laughs) kingdom hearts and persona i guess yeah you got it you got it sometimes you just have to get it out of your system it's all good yeah and uh now that i've kind of talked about all the games that i went through i do want to go back and 
I, I, I do have to say I am extremely fortunate to have both consoles. Not a lot of people have even either of them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with, with both consoles and, you know, maybe people are looking for me to say which console is better. And one thing I can say right now with both consoles is it definitely feels like PS5 has come out of the gates swinging on next gen mm-hmm. primarily because of its games. And Xbox has been working on that, but we aren't going to see that sort of, you know, the the fruition of all of the studios they've acquired until years down the line when they're yep. done making those games. Because, you know, we we took a good amount of this podcast to talk about two PS5 exclusives to where Xbox doesn't have anything coming out yet. You know, mm-hmm. there there is no exclusive game for it. So you know the both consoles are going to be extremely hard to get but if you have to save your money for one of them um it still one depends on what console your friends have two if you're looking for single player games i still think that like the ps5 is still going to make anybody happy and uh that's that's what i'll say has the edge right now is you know if you're looking to buy one console and who and you know what your friends have doesn't matter I'd probably prefer the PS5 because of Spider-Man and Demon Souls. Yeah, in a perfect world, you would have had, you know, Spider-Man and Demon Souls up against Halo at yeah. launch, but it it didn't happen. So, I think it's just a no-brainer right now that the better games are on the PlayStation right now. And and that could change like you said, we have to wait and see what all these millions of uh studios that Microsoft has bought put out. So that could change down the line where all the you know a lot of good games are on xbox but as it stands right now xbox just didn't have anything not that there aren't good games but like there's no exclusive microsoft game right now that you can point to the only one i can think of is gears tactics and that's not a a system seller so (laughs) yeah and and that's one thing we should mention too is if you're looking to buy one of these consoles there really isn't a game that ps that you know xbox or ps5 can't play Mm -hmm. that isn't also on xbox and playstation right at the moment all of your sports games are on all consoles the and some of the multi-platform games like assassin's creed yep watchdogs yep Yep. and cyberpunk watchdogs are on all of the consoles yep so that's where the difference is going to be right now and you know, with that, and I will say it do- it doesn't go without saying that the Xbox and Game Pass Ultimate is still the best subscription you can get, hands down, especially considering that you can now have EA Play on it, mm-hmm. to where if you if you do, you know, buy microtransaction points, you're actually saving money be- just because you have an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate uh, subscription because EA Play comes with it. Right. So, you know, that's that's not without saying that PlayStation's, you know, PlayStation is the god all, you know, of all the consoles. But I have with games and what's out right now, uh, you know, it's weird. We're talking about this and Nintendo just sent me an email. It's like, <laughs> are you upset that I'm talking about those two? And not yes, you? <laughs> they are. <laughs> but yeah, um, right now, what has the lead for me is PS5 and and one thing I'll mention too is, and I didn't, and I said I was going to mention it before, the third party accessories, or no, the first party accessories for Sony, I've been really happy with so far. Uh, the the 3D Pulse headset, um, it does, it, it performs very well, uh, with like spatial sounds and where stuff is coming from. 
Mm-hmm. And I do think the PS5 controller has something has to be said about it because it's not so much the functionality with all the haptic feedback and everything like that that's making this controller like different. This controller just feels better than what the DualShock did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if Xbox X, Xbox's controller has always been good. There really is no changing it and if you're looking for the best controller on the market, get the Elite version 2. Yep. Cuz that is the best controller on the market. But the but the PS5 controller has made considerable waves in how it performs, and I think that uh, we're looking at probably the best version of a PlayStation controller. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is a good controller by far. They they've done a, a number of good improvements to it. Now, if they would just change where the thumbsticks are, it would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and and really, you know, the, this USB C stuff is just making everything easier for everybody. Yep. All you know the the fact that all of my controllers can now charge with pretty much one cord is fantastic. It's nice not to have seventeen different types of USB take yeah. up my you know take up my living room for when it comes to charging stuff. True. Do we want to go into what we watched? So I'm gonna say with what we watched, I am a poor soul and still haven't watched the newest uh, Mandalorian. <laughs> Bummer. And yeah, and we're I do hear it's a really good episode. They so dropped I'm, yet another bomb at the end of the episode, so I won't well, say anything. Right. Oh, well, perfect. <laughs> well, we're going to definitely talk about it next week cuz literally after the podcast I'm going to be watching The Mandalorian. Yeah. So I'm not not too worried about it, but you you know, that's with movies and TV shows, unfortunately, I have done. <laughs> All right, so I won't talk about The Mandalorian then since you haven't watched it. So the only other thing I watched is I did finish up the first season of The Boys, so I'm ready to go into the second season. Um, Finally! I'm getting there. Like, I'm trying to watch a million things at once, so, like, The Boys is one that I'm still, like, I need to get through this. Man, I'm what a season, though. All the games. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to fit everything in, but that's a good first season there. I mean, it's been out long enough that I don't think I have to worry about spoilers or anything, but... They do such a good job of making pretty much literally everybody in this show unlikable. (laughs) (laughs) Like everybody's just a horrible human being in this show. Even like the main protagonists aren't great people. Um, But yeah, like everybody, all the superheroes I think are are varied and very cool. Um, I enjoy Homelander just for how much of a horrible person he is. Uh, (laughs) Like his, his scene near the end of the first season where he goes uh, over to wherever the terrorist organization was and just kills everybody yeah. was insane. <laughs> just like cutting people in half with his his laser, his eye lasers. And even him, uh, or I guess I should say spoilers, but even him with, uh, I'm forgetting her name, but his boss just straight putting lasers through her head, through her eyes was yeah. pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, I'm super pumped to watch season two i'll probably start that today or tomorrow but man it's it's such a great show it really is not for yeah, the squeamish but it's great yeah and i'm definitely and i'm excited for you to start season two because it's yeah. uh it in a lot of ways it's just as good and it again the final episode is where kind of everything pays off and you're kind of mm-hmm. like wow that was that was worth my time <laughs> yeah so hopefully i can get that done in the next week or two and then we can do like a completely in-depth discussion about it uh but i'm trying i know you've had it done for a while but i am trying 
Well, it's it's good that just it's just good that you're watching it. That's all I can mm-hmm. really ask. And I know um, we have Craig who comes onto the show a decent amount, and mm-hmm. he uh, he's working on finishing up as well. So maybe it's something okay. where we get you know all three of us just to talk about yeah. the boys and you know uh, and how good of a show that is. Yeah, absolutely. Give us all the done, seasons. <laughs> yeah, I, I know we haven't done a special in a while. Right. But we're, we're also not at a point where Craig and I have both played a game, finished it till the end, and had you know time to talk about it. We just haven't yeah. gotten to that point yet. I thought about potentially doing one for Miles Morales, but I was also thinking, like, man, a special on Miles Morales might be long longer than the game actually is. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if that game needs an in-depth discussion about it. Um, but I would imagine probably what cyberpunk would be a good one. Yeah. Cyberpunk would be a good one for sure. Cause I know we'll both get into that and play it. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, it's going to be something where it's, it's a triple a game that we both are excited for. So yeah, I definitely think cyberpunk is the next one that we'll end up doing. Hopefully that's in December. So maybe we can do that. Like maybe after game of the year discussions. So yeah, sometime I in January that, might be a good yeah. idea. Yeah, I think that gives us enough time to sort of sort of figure out everything, and you'll and you guys will know if whether or not we like Cyberpunk or not. Because if it's not one, two, or three on any of our lists, then the game is a failure. <laughs> yeah, so. pretty much at this point, yes. <laughs> I I mean, Cyberpunk is we've been waiting on it forever, but like next year has to be the year for a new GTA, right? It just has to be. I feel like they have to tease it. I don't think yeah. it has to come out yet. Cause I, th- I think one thing that developers are probably still trying to get a hold of is how is what, you know, is how the PS4 and Xbox are going to perform. And I yeah. do want to say that like developers also having to develop for two different Xboxes, the series series, and then you also need to be able to develop for the Xbox one X or the Xbox one in general. You know, it just means that there's there's a lot of things that developers have to do in order to get a game optimized for all of these different systems. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a lot of work for them and it sucks. You know, I can't I can't imagine how they feel having to do all those, you know, quality testing for for each version of the game. But regardless, yeah, um, <laughs> I feel like they have to show it. I don't that might not have to come out to the following year. Yeah, maybe. I just feel like we're due. And even if that was like something that was you know, hey, the next GTA is strictly next-gen only. I could see that being something to really push consoles. Yeah, I just know that Xbox says that it's going to continue to support the 1X and, uh, you know, especially games playing on the 1X for past its life cycle. So it's, you you know, it's for Xbox, it's all about that backwards compatibility and not losing out on the market that's already invested in you, where PlayStation just seems to be like, meh, we gave (laughs) (laughs) gave you... Man. We gave you a new console. Time to throw away your PS4. <laughs> you don't need it anymore. Put it in the trash. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, that's all we have for this podcast. We really hope that you guys enjoyed kind of this next gen special for the most part. It was pretty much just 45 minutes of Craig and I talking about the games we played this week and how next gen performs. If you guys are interested in the podcast, please make sure to give us a follow please make sure to follow us on a whole bunch of social media pages that we're on. We also have a website where we're kind of posting reviews. I've got a couple up and a couple, and I have one piece that's not a review, uh, a farewell to the old consoles, which I did talk about, I think on last podcast or two podcasts ago, but that's more like a letter. It's actually kind of like a full longer thing. 
So if you're interested in it, you literally just have to look up highsensitivitygaming.com and it pops up. I know it's cringe, but you know, you guys are there for the reviews. Yep. So uh, the reviews are easy to get to. I promise that. I promise you guys that it's not hard to get to reviews. <laughs> That's true. They are there. And hopefully I'll have the uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales one up soon too. Yeah. So, you know, thank you guys for all your support. We really appreciate it. And I'm also, I'll say this here at the end of the podcast right now, I'm going to have this podcast up before tomorrow morning. I'm literally, <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> going to be editing this right away. So you know, I, I want to get this out to everybody. This is a big podcast for not only Craig and I, but for everybody else that's maybe trying to decide on what next-gen console to get. Mm -hmm. And in Craig and I's professional opinion matters. You know, we're yes. gonna, I want to get it out as fast as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. But again, I think I've said it three times. Thank you guys for all your support, and we'll see you guys on the next podcast. See you later.